Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the Fabric Podcast, we're joined by a couple of team members we haven't seen in a while. Director of Sales, Tom Foster, and Enterprise Account Executive, Quinn Walsh. On today's episode, we're talking about enterprise sales growth over the last year, where we were at the start of 2020, the adjustments we made as the world changed, and where we see things going as we round out 2020 and head into the new year. Tom and Quinn share what they've learned as they've worked with larger companies with multiple locations and how listening, getting feedback, being authentic, and building relationships has helped us continue to grow. Enjoy the episode. Well, I am so excited for today's episode because we have some uh, familiar faces back that haven't been here for a while. Tom, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. And Quinn, oh my goodness, it has been quite a while since we've had you on the show. How have you been? I've been doing just so well. So well. Um, My wife and I just welcomed uh, our first child, Brooks, uh, to the world. So, you know, we're enjoying all the new things that come with parenthood you know, while learning to be a little bit more flexible with our sleep schedules. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Tom and I are like, oh, that takes you way back to that, that first kid. Well, congratulations. Oh, yeah. We're excited for you for that big step in life and excited to have you back on the show. So today we are talking about enterprise sales growth in 2020. And before we dig in, let's confirm for the listeners what we mean by enterprise sales. Quinn, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think the main focus that we're we're talking about is is kind of relationship sales, um, and and what comes with that, rather than a transactional sale. So, you know, what we're dealing with is is longer opportunities um, with with larger companies and and have many locations. These usually involve you know longer sales cycles and multiple decision makers and contract negotiations and and um, security and legal documentation and and all the fun stuff you know, that, that comes with a a larger sale uh, over a longer period. You know, I've been at the receptionist for, for almost five years now. Um, and, and I'm still working with some of these larger opportunities that I've had for, you know, four, four and a half years. Wow. That's yeah. That's so there's a lot that goes into that process. So thank you for clarifying that for us. And so as we're recording this at the end of 2020, um, Tom, can you briefly take us back to kind of what our thoughts and goals were at the start of the year? around enterprise sales and then where we're at now? Because as we know, this has been quite a year for everybody. It's been a decade in a year, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Quinn and I have been working together on developing him into the enterprise sale, enterprise account executive, just in a nutshell, working these larger locations, working these larger relationship sales and getting out of the transactional part. So at the end of 2019, we sat down and created a plan together on what we wanted to do. Let's talk about the beginning of the year. It was just like a rocket ship. And then, of course, we all know what happened. But it's kind of ironic that our product is so nimble and the way that we've been able to kind of move around and and change it from just visitor management to really things like contact tracing and all the different parts that individual companies are using for for our process right now. And the reason it's important is because a lot of our customers at Quinn's working, they're logistics, they're manufacturing. They have to stay open. The world still has to receive food and things. So the answer to the question is the beginning of the year, we saw a very big uptick. And what we saw is a really good way to grow the company to get to that 10,000 location goal as quickly as possible. 
And now we're right back there. <laughs> so now once COVID kind of took a little slice out of the middle of the year, now we're right back there. We're starting to see that uptick. We're starting to see those larger organizations, those global organizations, because we're not just in the US and Canada and, and Mexico, we're around the world, is that they're starting to go, okay, there's an RTO or RTW, so like a return to the office, a return to work program that they're creating. How do we, a big, large conglomerate that doesn't know how to work remotely, how do we engage our customers? And we're actually bringing in some of these larger companies and giving them ideas because we've been open, because we're kind of the expert in contactless check-in for COVID specific. It's really neat how we did that, but I really see us, we, we took out that block. We're picking up right where we left off towards the end of the year. So numbers, not quite the same, but I think the learnings that we've, we've gained during this period of time actually are going to help us in 2021 because we were able to ease into it instead of just getting dumped. Like here's thousands of locations. Okay. What do we do now? So all in all, I think that as a team, and I know Andy was just on a podcast a few weeks ago, but I think our team has really kind of flowed with this the best that we can. So, Yeah, absolutely. We had our uh, Andy Alsop, our president and CEO on and really talked about how um, we were able to still be sort of successful. It's hard to say that, but successful during all of this and really support our customers and their customers and their employees. So that was really great to see. So as we have been seeing this success, um, Quinn, where what are the specific sectors or areas that we've been seeing this growth happen? Yeah, you know, Tom kind of touched on it um, briefly a little bit ago, but you know, we're, we've been seeing a lot of success in uh, you know manufacturing, logistics, which has been kind of a target of ours um, for for quite some time, um, and so that kind of worked well. Um, but you know, manufacturing, logistics. Long-term healthcare uh, facilities are 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 big now. You know anybody that, to Tom's point earlier, is is staying open and is acting business as usual ish. You know, right? So things have <laughs> changed, but you know people that are still coming to these locations and and still have workers in house. You know that's what we're seeing a lot of 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 success in. Um, and again, those have been a lot of of our target sectors for quite some time. So you know those folks that have to deal with, you know, knowing who's on site and, and, and seeing who's coming and going and being able to, to ask all those questions that are really important now and have a record of that. You know, th- those are the people that have had to uh, continue using the receptionist, but also kind of expand into new locations that uh, have seen that in, in other, um, other locations and, and seen success at those other spots. So that's kind of where we're seeing the expansion um, aspect as well. Yeah, so COVID really required everyone to sort of pivot uh, as best they could. And so, as you said, these were spaces we wanted to get into. We were able to really help, help people stay safer. Um, Tom, was there anything else that helped us see this rapid expansion into these areas and this this growth that we've seen? Yeah, I would say probably the fact that we have the radical support. I mean, you, you've talked to Jessica Marshall, our director of customer experience before, but it doesn't just talk about customer experience. It talks about the sales team. The conversations that we're having, we're able to, because of Fabric, because we are collaborating constantly, is we're able to take that collaboration, not just internally, but also from our customers. We're doing deep dive interviews with our customers. We're finding out what their specific needs are, but not making a, a knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, at the beginning of COVID, everybody's like, temperature, it's got to be. And everybody's like, no, that doesn't work. So how do we pivot by listening to what our customers' needs are, the customers that are staying open, listening to what their thoughts are? And not just knee-jerk reacting, going and creating a feature, but really trying to get to the bottom of what it is that they're trying to accomplish. 
And do we have something that can accomplish that same thing? Maybe not, you know, in the exact thing that they said, but by this way, we are able to, to achieve that objective that they want. Like, you know, nobody really thought about contact tracing in March, but now it's the biggest thing ever. And because of the reporting, they're able to be like, oh, well, this is easy. I can pull a report, done, and just contact people. So I think the rapid expansion in these areas has been, we had a little bit of success with them in them prior to, but also we were able to deep dive in and really build that relationship, as Quinn had mentioned earlier, is fostering that relationship with these kind of clients. It takes time. But when you start to have that trust and you're able to just say, hey, what do you really like? What do you need? And they're able to say and feel like, hey, look, I can tell them something. They may be able to create something that will help me. And it's not just a, uh, and I have my hand in quotes, a sales pitch. It's like legitimate, let's figure out how we can make this better for, because we're all going through this together. You know, I haven't been through a pandemic. You haven't, Quinn hasn't. We don't know. No. So, and our customers are, appreciate our openness and our honesty to say no. Or, hey, tell me more, what do you need? I think that's been the biggest part. Absolutely. And as we have expanded into this larger market, have there been challenges along the way that you'd like to share with us? I'm sure some of the challenges we want to keep <laughs> hidden, but <laughs> any, you'd like to, any you'd like to enlighten us with? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, as a whole, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what people are looking for and, and what they need, you know, that, that everything is has kind of made, you know, shifts big and small. So what we're trying to do is really get a good understanding of, how we can make sure that we're on top of the changes um, and also, you know, make sure that we can kind of bridge that gap for our customers, make sure that we can kind of relay what they're looking for into what we can provide. That, that was something that, you know, has, has been a challenge. And, and um, I, I think that we've tackled it really well with, with Tom's leadership and the sales team as a whole and, and the support from, from every, every other department that we have from engineering and support uh, operations and everybody you know, but, but, you know, this hasn't been easy. And, and I think that um, with the leadership that we have here, you know, we've stayed extremely positive. We've all felt, um, you know, really strong as, as a team and we've come together. Um, and I think that's really uh, been a, a challenge that, that we've overcome and continue to overcome as this, uh, as we work through this year. For sure. And from a, from a personal standpoint, I run about 150 miles an hour. So slowing down for COVID has <laughs> been a new challenge. But on a, on, a, <laughs> on a serious note, on a global scale, is that some of the challenges are as we you know, continue with our grassroots expansion and start building up into these companies and they're looking for things. Like a lot of them are like, hey, do you have SOC 2? Which is, a, for those of you that don't know, SOC 2 is a service organization control type 2, which basically is a third-party vetted document that's audited and says, you are following these controls and you're adhering to these things. So when you're a smaller company, it's pretty easy to say, well, what's the process? I just do it. It's not in writing. So it's, it's helped us to really hone this for the future. But more importantly, as we start getting into these larger um, companies and these opportunities that, as Quinn has mentioned, need these extra things, the time spent filling out these documents and the time spent that it takes not only us, but also the customer to read through and figure out, hey, do they do all these? Which we do. I mean, that's not the issue. It's just a matter of the time that it takes to go through that. So I think one of the biggest challenges was finding a good auditor and finding a good solution to carry us through the SOC 2 assessment as well as the, the compliance. It's, it's, if for any of the listeners that are out there who have been through it, you know how fun it is. Uh, that's very sarcastic. Uh, for those of you who have never been through it, really think it through because it is a lot of time, uh, a lot of time to take care of. But the ROI on the time versus uh, 
the time spent filling out those forms really, it makes it worth it in a nutshell. So that's one of the big professional challenges, I think, for the company. Yeah. And you mentioned this already today, and we've talked about it in multiple episodes that we really listen to our customers and we get their feedback and we dig in. And sometimes we do say, well, no, we're not going to do that, but here's what we will do, or here's how we can help you. And so you talked about kind of the feedback and how it got us to where we are now, but how has the customer feedback helped to shape the future growth of the product and the procedures as we continue with our focus on enterprise sales? Yeah, I, I think you hit it um, on the head with with future. You know, uh, part of of what the sales team does, the entire sales team, like you know, we're kind of front lines. We're we're hearing a lot of of, of customer feedback, um, and and a big part of our job is to uh, to, to listen to that, uh, to pass that along to engineering, and and as a company, try and determine you know not only where the puck is at, but where it's going. Um, and, and so that's why we really want to try and come up with not only the best plan of attack for, for right now and, and those features that help folks right now, but will also be beneficial for the future. Tom touched on, you know, temperature scanning and, and we just spent so much time as, as a leadership team. Tom was involved with that, you know, to try and figure out, you know, is this the right move? What products do we want to use? You know, uh, every variable that comes along with that. And, and as we work through that process, you know, we kind of said, you know, is temperature scanning going to be huge in the long term? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And, and we've got really good, um, uh, we've got a partnership with a company uh, that we utilize for scanning temperatures, but that's a little bit separate of, of the receptionist. Uh, what we really focused on was, was contactless check-in and, and allowing people to utilize the receptionist and to check-in safely, uh, knowing that, that that is going to be here for forever. And so, that's just kind of some of the the the, the diligence that, that we went through, the due diligence that we went through and, and that we will always go through as a company from the top down. Exactly. That's to piggyback on what Quinn's saying is that, you know, that that knee-jerk reaction of do we need to is that as a team, as a company, we look at is this something that's long-term? Like contactless, we know 50 years from now, you know, hope, you know, people will still not want to be not wanting to be touching iPads, you know. I think the world is going to change as here's my phone. People are like, oh, it's cool. You can show it to me. So <laughs> it's set of people handy. But what it did do us, it, what it did do for us is it allowed us to actually get together as a team. And then Delin Barry, our director of engineering, was actually able to go in and create a, an integration with a, a service called Zapier, which instead of building one, two, three, four, five, with one integration, we were able to now have our system talk to over 2,000, 2,000 different systems. So through his diligence of doing this, it allowed us a ton of flexibility to give our customers exactly pretty much everything that they need with 2,000 different integrations all at once. So it stays relevant, not just today in the current environment, because you know current environment is great, but what about the environment in a year and five years and 10 years? And that's where we really have to keep our eye on to keep growing. So, right. I think a lot of us are looking forward to that uh, longer term. In the beginning, we're like next month, maybe a couple months. And now we're like, it's going to be a while, but we do look forward to that. So this expansion focus has also helped us to improve some of our internal processes and how we do things. So can you share just a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think that um, a lot of this has uh, given us the opportunity to kind of determine uh, what is best for uh, kind of a rollout plan for, for one, you know, not only for, for our company, but also at the end of the day, you know, we're focusing on how to make this uh, the best process for our customers. Um, so we've really had the ability to kind of iron out some of those details 
uh, determine what uniform rollout plans look like, you know, because they, you know, we're the expert on, on visitor management, you know, this is what we do. Um, so we want to make sure that, that we can relay that properly. You know, we might have somebody that comes to us that says, you know, I need 200 locations implemented this week. And, and as the experts, you know, we need to make sure that, that sometimes we need to pull back the rain just a little bit, you know, and make sure that, that we can relay and set those expectations so that, you know, we as a team can be successful for mall departments that, that are associated with a large implementation, but also at the end of the day, so that, you know, that end customer and, and every location that's brought on uh, feels comfortable and confident with the process that we have put in place. Um, so that's been a, a really big push and something that, you know, Tom and the sales team and I have, have, have had a really good opportunity to hone in on and, and, and really improve upon. Yeah. Well said. That's exactly right. It's, it's amazing, Sarah, but people will be, I want 200 locations this week. We're like, whoa, have you ever tried to install Microsoft on 200 computers in a week? Slow down. <laughs> so I want, it, is, it, I want it now. That's COVID. It's like, <laughs> it, yeah. So it is. It, it is a, it's a good problem to have, but also our, the customers that we deal with are just as collaborative as we are. And they're like, okay, we get it. We understand. Let's do this the right way the first time. Because if you try and rush something, it just, we all know, it just doesn't work out the best way. So fortunately, our customers are, are very understanding. Like, okay, we understand how many you can do this week. And, and they work with us, which is really good. So, Yeah. And we started this episode with Quinn sharing his fantastic news of a new baby and good for you, Quinn, you took some time off on parental leave. So just tell us a little bit about that. What was it like to come back through all of this and what did you learn? Yeah, you know, it, uh, it is tough. Um, it's, it's tough to, uh, take time off for me, you know, but, um, our company, um, kind of came together and, and provided a really awesome plan so that I felt completely comfortable with shutting off you know, really focusing in on my family. And, and that meant the world to my wife and I. So th- that, you know, our team and our company um, provided me with that comfort so that, you know, I could really focus in. And, you know, I took a little bit of time off a- about a month or so early on. And then I'm going to be taking some more time off in, in December as well before my wife goes back to, to work. So Tom's got a little bit, uh, a little bit more, more work on his plate here coming up, but uh, he, he's just the man for the job. So Absolutely. He runs 150 miles per hour. So that's, he's the perfect person for it. So Tom, did, did Quinn's absence give you any additional insight into the position, any learnings from you that you'd like to share? Uh, how long do we have? Yes. <laughs> Not long, Tom. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did learn a lot, like a ton. I know how hard Quinn works and I know what the relational sale versus the transactional sale really means, but I was able to go in and learn and, and talk to these customers and talk to some of the folks that, you know, it's a different type of sale. There is a lot of customization. There's a lot of personality that goes into these type of, of sales. And a lot of folks think, oh, big enterprise, it's all about, you know, price and stodginess and, you know, whatever you want to say. But, you know, being authentic is just as important for these larger locations and all these other folks as it is for the single location. And I think even more important because they're tired of that. They want, they want realness. They want to come to a demo and see their logo on. Yeah, it takes five minutes, but that shows that they're wanted. And that's where I think a lot of people that are in enterprise sales, they forget that. And we're taking over for Quinn, like the note, everything that was done was really good, but I was able to learn a lot about his processes while doing his job and doing the regular director of sales role um, and trying to morph those two together. But I, I was able to learn it and we're able to, to pick up on how to get some of these sales close quicker and how to set the expectations from that immediate set, uh, start to now 
Um, and I think it's going to carry through through the rest of I think the rest of our time doing this and building this company because it's like we we have a playbook that's working pretty good right now and we're pretty happy about it. Good. Well, we, we look forward to our continued growth, especially in this area. So as we finish up, um, Tom, any final thoughts from you on the topic we haven't touched on? Yeah, I mean, enterprise sales is a it's a big thing to take on. If you're a startup company or a SaaS company, you want to look at, uh, are you ready for it? Because the sales cycle is not transactional. It's It may be two months, three months. Quinn and I worked one for a year and a half and just closed. So if you are a new company, it sounds good to go after the big ones. Even we don't do that. We do grassroots. We do proof of concepts and build up slowly. So I think everybody thinks the grass is greener on the enterprise side, but <laughs> it's truly not. It is great, but it does take a lot more energy, a lot more focus, and a lot more time. So I would say if you're getting ready to do it, really think it through and make sure that you're you're ready for it. Yep. That's great advice. Quinn, final thoughts? Yeah, you know, Tom's going to scare people away a little bit, you know, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's also a ton of fun. So, you know, I've, uh, I've kind of grown into this role here, um, you know, uh, over the last, you know, four and a half, five years. Um, and, and the company's allowed me to kind of grow into that role and, and, uh, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity and, and continue to be, uh, grateful for, um, you know, all the knowledge that I'm gaining, you know, uh, with, with the help of Tom. So, um, you know, as a team, uh, we're always just super excited to work together. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, that's business as usual for us and it'll continue to, to be that way. Great. Well, thank you both. Tom has scared people off, but Quinn, you have uh, warmed us back up to it. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you both for being on the show today. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. While this has been a challenging year, we're proud and thankful for our enterprise sales growth. If you'd like to learn more about The Receptionist, whether you have one location or many, check out our two-week free trial, no credit card required, at thereceptionist.com.